Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, welcome to Folklore Friday. Today I'm going to talk to you about the Thai soy or what is called the Grand Duke Jupiter. Hey guys, I made a podcast before about what is called the Grand Duke, but I wanted to revisit this subject and talk a little bit more about um, some of the folklore behind it. So today again, we're talking about what is called the Tysoy, the Grand Duke, the Grand Duke Jupiter, and you may have heard the term before, you don't want to offend the Grand Duke or you're offending the Grand Duke. So let's first look at uh, what the Grand Duke is in terms of feng shui and how you offend him. So the Grand Duke, it really just is the animal sign that governs the year. So each year this moves, and each month of this moves and even every day this moves. So you may have a Grand Duke for the year, the month and the day. Um, and it's just, the, it just sits with the animal sign that is governing that time. So for example, this year is the year of the ox. So the Grand Duke is going to be at where the sign of the ox is within the compass. So it's going to be in the Northeast. Um, if you're more familiar with the eight directions and what is called the 24 mountains, um, you may be familiar with the terms, you know, Northeast one, two, and three, and the animal sign of ox, it's at Northeast one. So when you're offending the Grand Duke, it really is just sitting with your face facing the direction that the Grand Duke is for the year. What you really want to uh, avoid doing again is, is just sitting and facing that area. So actually having your back to the area and working in the area is actually really good for the year um, because that it can lend to added supportive energy that actually makes you feel like you have more authority and can give you a, you know, make you an authority on things. So, um, if you sit facing that direction, it said that can actually cause the opposite problem. So it might cause you some problems with your work and might, um, you might offend people when you speak to them. And it also might help cause health problems for the elderly. And so in terms of feng shui, this is what the grand Duke uh, does every year. So taking a look a little bit more closely at the folklore and some of the kind of maybe not really superstition behind it, but just some of the personification and embodiment of of the Thai soy, um, let's kind of look a little bit at the Chinese calendar system. So um, it, the Chinese calendar system goes off what is called the 60 Jazi. The 60 Jazi is just the 60 different animal signs. So um, as you may know, there's 12 different animal signs, uh, you know, one for each month of the year, but there's also, it combines with five different elements and in a yin and yang polarity. So the five elements are water, wood, fire, earth, and metal. And they combine to make, uh, you know, with these 12 animal signs to make a total of 60 different animal signs. So the Thai soy and the embodiment of these Thai soys, um, there's actually 60 different statues that represent um, each of the 60, what is called the Jazi. Um, and it that literally just translates to wood rat um, because that's the first animal sign in the cycle. And uh, so again, there's just 60 different statues, but these 60 different statues represent something different. I'm not going to go over each one of them, but let's kind of look a little bit closer at, um, the Thai soy and, uh, some of these personifications and depictions of the Thai soy. I think one of the 
the biggest mistakes people make when they're looking at Chinese astrology and they're looking at um, different things like the Tai Soi and all that is that they think it really represents a real person or a real animal. You know, um, what this is, is actually astrological uh, formations, constellations, houses and all that stuff, just like you get with Western astrology. Um, I am not familiar with Western astrology and I, I don't read Western astrology. And so I don't know a lot about, you know, different like houses and all that stuff. However, here from Blogspot, it talks about the fact that a Thai Sawyer, the Grand Duke Jupiter, was an imaginary Jupiter that followed the exact path of Jupiter in the opposite direction. And it says thereafter, it was transformed into a group of 60 deities, which would of course be known as the 60 Ichazi. Here it says ancient Chinese astronomy, astrology, and fortune tellers used the Chinese calendar that was calculated using 10 heavenly stems and 12 earthly branches. And of course, I'd like I just mentioned, it combined to produce the 60 year cycles or what is called the sexagenarian cycle. So I mentioned that there's something called 10 heavenly stems. So what are the 10 heavenly stems? Um, the 10 heavenly stems is just the five elements in that yin and yang polarity. Um, so it's, it's actually 10 different, um, I guess it would be 10 different elements. You know, it's like yin wood and yang wood, yin earth and yang earth. So um, that's kind of how that cycle goes. So again, with Western astrology, there's a concept of virtual planets, which again, I'm not too familiar with. Um, and I'm just learning about Chinese astrology. You know, I've only been studying it a few years. So obviously I don't know everything is, you know, opposed to somebody who's been studying uh, 20 years plus, right? Um, but here again, from this Tao sorcery, it says that Jupiter revolves around the sun every 11.86 earth years. And this is how the 12 earthly branches came into play in the subject of divination. The celestial spheres were divided into 12 sections, each representing two hours of the day. Jupiter moves in each of those 12 sections yearly, which forms the 12 astrological signs. Since Jupiter's period is 11.86 years and the celestial sphere consists of 12 sections, it doesn't synchronize or give an accurate interpretation of astrological signs. After a long period, the error will be noticeable, and that is how the concept of the Tai Soi came about. The Tai Soi, um, or it says the year star, also the Grand Duke, is an intangible or imaginary star that was created to correct the error between the 12 branches and Jupiter's period. So it says here it revolves around the celestial sphere in exactly 12 Earth years. With the introduction of the Tai Soi, the astrological signs can then be interpreted with consistency. And I'm thankful for that. <laughs> Later on, 60 honorable generals were hypothesized as Tai Soys to assist the Jade Emperor in taking charge of the well-being of the mortal world. Each one of them takes turns to be in charge for one year. So the 60 generals match the 60 years of this sexagenarian cycle. In the whole 60-year cycle of the Chinese lunar calendar, there are exactly 60 Tai Soys. One Tai Soy is in charge of one particular year of those 60 years. Out of those 60 Tai Soys, there's an overall in charge of all the Tai Soys, and his name is Yin Zhao. It says here he's the son of the evil king Zhu from the Shang dynasty. It also says he has three heads and six arms, and due to his fierce 
looking face. Nowadays, he's given the image of a little boy holding a banner and, uh, and it has some uh, symbolism or some names written on it. So much like the Tongshu Chinese Almanac, each of the generals and each depiction of one of these 60 generals is supposed to represent a um, prediction for that year. And um, the, I had a really hard time finding what each of the Tai Sui meant. Um, they're all holding different things. They all have their hands in different mudras, maybe. One of them's holding a spear, one's holding a pin, one's holding a sword. And they all mean something different. And again, um, this might be just information. There's a lot of information in feng shui and Chinese metaphysics that's only available written in Chinese. And if you don't read Chinese, you're kind of at a loss for what some things are. Um, so I wasn't able to find a lot of information. And I reached out to some feng shui friends and they don't know either. So um, this is the, the best I could find. So on Wikipedia, it states here that... Um, the 12 or I'm sorry, the 60 generals um, here, it says each of the gods features and attributes signify the well-being for that year. So for example, if the Thai soy holds a pin, it signifies political unrest for that particular year. On the other hand, if the Thai soy holds a spear or a sword, it signifies the need to work hard and excel for that year. And I will say, I do know that the Thai Sui for this year or the representation of it, you'll be able to see, I'm going to put a, a link to the Wikipedia pictures because there's all 60 of them and they're pretty cool looking. Um, the, the, the one for this year is holding a pin. And I know in the U.S., of course, we've had a lot of the, the politics have been crazy this year. <laughs> and so I will say that that prediction is actually true. Um, it is said that you can put out these Thai Sui one of the statues that represents for that year, you're supposed to be able to set that out and to, you know, kind of give some honor to it um, to help protect you for the year. Another thing you can do, it says here, is to, if you don't have a big budget, you can just pray to um, the Thai soy. You can go to the temple at the beginning of the new, Lunar New Year, and you can um, offer up a prayer and ask for a protection for the year. Um, if you are worried and you have been having a rough year, um, some people that could be affected by the Thai soy for the year, actually, it, it is based on your animal sign. And if you have a goat or sheep in your natal chart, um, it is one of the signs that can be affected because it opposes the Thai soy. It's just across from it um, in, in with, within the direction. So it, it's at Southwest. So it opposes, you know, the Northeast. Um, but it is said you can also, if you have a higher budget, you can get a Thai soy talisman created. And of course, at Taoist Sorcery, they offer to do that for you. So if you're interested in that, I'll put a link down there below. And those are some of the ways and some of the uh, beliefs about the Thai soy. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.